0: thank you for joining us as we walk with god this is brenda mccord walt and i are thankful for this opportunity to participate with the awakening in america and outreach of the himmelreich memorial christian library welcome friends you know This is actually the beginning of year three for Walk With God podcast. We have been recording these lessons um, for two whole years, and year three, turn the page. Here we go. Turn the calendar. (laughs) You're kidding. Three? Okay, here we go. And we have people listening now in 47 countries, and we just want to express our heartfelt thankfulness to our listening friends you know, over these past two months, we've been teaching in the book of James. And um, Walt and I plan, totally plan to finish the book of James. However, we will be leading and teaching in Israel for the next three weeks. And so we've Kind of want to plug something in. We don't. We don't want to desert you and be gone. Um, and so, what we want to do is record some devotionals while we travel in the land of Israel. Uh, we're even going to sneak over, and we're hoping to do a quick devotional for you all in Petra, in, over in Jordan. I'm sneaking there, sneaking. <laughs> well, we don't really sneak there. We have to have a visa and all those things. You know, we found when we open our Bibles in the land of Israel, the black and white pages come alive, uh, vibrant color, uh, 3D as you look around and you are actually at the so often at the site of Bible stories and where it happened. And so we're going to call this next three weeks of our podcast, we're going to title it Israel Interludes. And we hope that you will join us.
1: That sounds so refreshing.
0: <laughs> well, we're always happy to be in Israel. And we hope someday we'll meet you in Israel too. Well, today we want to open our Bibles to the book of James. We want to finish the chapter that we began last week, so we want to finish up James chapter three. Remember, this particular chapter began with a challenge to teachers and the importance of controlling the tongue. It's powerful. Remember, it might be a spark, it might be a short word or a short phrase, but it can turn into a fire. And James even says, who can control it? Who can control the tongue? Well, today, let's begin in verse 13, where James asks a question, who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. And we ask this question along with James, he's saying, who is wise, who's understanding? And James is pointing out the qualities of a wise teacher, his conduct, his good work, his control, the discipline of his tongue. And you might think, well, I'm not a teacher. Well, what I want us to all consider is we're all teachers. In our lives today, there is someone who looks to you. There is someone who's just a, they're a little behind you on the path of life. You're a little ahead of them on the path of life. And you know, those people, that person is looking to you. Are you living your life in a wise way? and your conduct. And then James even describes a little later in verse 17, he's going to tell us the qualities of wisdom. Wisdom is from above. It's first pure, it's peaceable, it's gentle. And as I've reflected on these qualities of wisdom, it's so inviting. It's like, I want to be there. It's pure, peaceable, gentle. And then James tells us it's open to reason full of mercy and good fruits. James tells us it's impartial and wisdom from above is sincere. You know, James is calling the reader's attention to wisdom and living in a life of wisdom. And Walt, I know you've taught lessons, you've taught classes in seminary on wisdom literature in the scriptures.
1: Yeah, and I love teaching those classes. You know, the, the word for wisdom in the Hebrew is chukmah, and, and it's not just knowledge, it's not just gaining facts, but wisdom, chukmah, is the ability to view life from God's perspective. How did God cause life to work? How does God cause this world to work? And not just knowing facts about that, but it's, it's gained then in order to order our life according to His will. Wise living, the applying of biblical principles to everyday experience— it should be the goal for every single follower of Christ. We should all be concerned about wisdom, and we should all be asking the questions, is that me? You know, wisdom literature primarily includes the Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, a few sections in the book of Job, and and various Psalms, including Psalm 1, which talks about two paths and, and the kind of people that are going to be on either one path path to destruction or the other path to life. Um, Psalm 37 is one, and then of course Psalm 119, the longest psalm in the Bible, is a psalm about wisdom that can be gained from the Word of God, and it focuses in on the relationship of the Word of God to our life. It, It can be a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path, and guides us down the right path. That's wise living. And and in the book of Proverbs chapter 1, it it gives the goal of this um, in verses 2 and 3 of Proverbs 1. The goal is that we would know wisdom, we would have intimate knowledge of wisdom and instruction, that we would understand words of insight in order to receive instruction in wise dealing and righteousness in justice and in equity wisdom should change our lives. And James has already introduced us to this topic of wisdom when in James chapter 1, verses 5 and 6, he says, If any of you lacks wisdom, then let him ask of God who gives generously to all without reproach. Do you lack wisdom? Yeah, I do. Then ask God, but he will give generously and it will be given to you, that wisdom, but verse six says this, but let him ask in faith with no doubting for the one who doubts is like the wave of the sea that's driven and it's tossed by the winds. God's design is that he wants us, his people to be people of wisdom and wise living.
0: Yeah. And part of that, you know, even wise living um while well, it goes back to that James 1 five is that that we acknowledge that we don't have wisdom, right? Right. That we, we say, I need wisdom and and we humble ourselves. We come before the Lord and we ask. And remember in this verse thirteen as we began, it says, By his good conduct let him show his works.
1: Yeah, wisdom isn't just words. Um, wisdom isn't just words and that you you can talk a good talk. Wisdom is being lived out in your life by
0: your good conduct. It's that you're walking a godly walk. Right, and so it as you ask God for that wisdom, it's not just enough to have those words, but, and that's James' whole philosophy as, as he sure. works through in his message through this book is that look at my life. My life is going to show what I believe. My life is, he wants, his life, in other words, to match his words, which is what we want our life to be. Sure. Our faith is to be lived out in our lives. It's not to just be
1: on our lips, although it is to be on our lips, but not only there. It's to be
0: lived out. Yeah. And so then when we continue now into verses 14, 15, and 16, but if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, then do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly. It's unspiritual and demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every vile practice. You know, James tells us by his good conduct and so if we've got jealousy if we've got amb- ambition selfish ambition stirring inside me well these these verses as i read them and i think about them they take me to a head to heart you know i must search my heart and ask the lord to show me where my thoughts my words and my actions are not pleasing to him you know coming before him And honestly saying, what's my attitude in certain situations in life? I mean, really putting it out on the line. And then how do I act? How do I relate? How do I treat other people? Am I living what my words are? Is it coming out? And James cites that bitter jealousy, selfish ambition. You know, this is a picture of arrogance. This is a picture of a prideful heart and even as I say those words it it feels ugly it it feels um unlovely right mm-hmm. it's it's not the way I want my life to be pictured and It involves some really serious head to heart, some time before the Lord, asking Him to cleanse us and to change us. He wants us to know that where we find jealousy and selfish ambition, there will be confusion, rebellion, and unrest, as well as evil and vile practices. Do you see those in the world around you today? Oh, yeah they they are pictures, they are in the news, they are happenings all around us. James leads us now to the wisdom from above.
1: And Brenda, even as you say that, James will contrast this earthly wisdom, this fleshly wisdom, with a heavenly wisdom, with a spiritual wisdom, which comes from God above. And he challenges us to think, what kind of person Um, Am I living my life to be a wise, heavenly, wise person um, with spiritual wisdom from God? Or am I living my life like everybody else here on this world and just doing it um, what is earthly, what is fleshly? And you can contrast this in verse 17 and 18 by saying this, but in contrast to that, that earthly wisdom, the wisdom that is from above, is first it's pure, then it's peaceable, it's gentle, it's open to reason, it's full of mercy and good fruits. I love that fruitfulness. It's impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. You know, this wisdom from above that's being described here, this verse gives a number of those descriptors of what God's kind of wisdom, godly wisdom, looks like. And we could take a great amount of time, weeks even on each of these words, but we're going to focus in on, on just a couple of factors. One is the, the result of godly wisdom. When we live our lives that, it, that in, in a way that honor the Lord and His word, it brings forth something. And it's used variously here in verse 17. It talks about there's fruits. And then in verse 18, it talks about a harvest of righteousness. This fruit, this harvest of righteousness, is being described here, and that's something that
0: should typify the life of a believer. And as you say that, I think you know the fruits and the harvest. Of course, we go to Galatians two five twenty two. What? I'm yeah. saying that wrong. Sorry. No, Galatians we were, we're, 5, the, the
1: fruit of the Spirit, and then the deeds of the flesh, or the, the earthiness, the fleshliness that comes out. And and they're very clear. This is another one of those passages. And that's
0: that, that, that harvest, comes, right? Yeah. And it's, it's the conduct of our life, and we see the contrast of those in Galatians 5 beginning in 21 and then i've got to look at the definition of righteousness if it, if we've got a harvest of righteousness what does righteousness truly mean we use it a lot but it means to have purity of heart or a moral virtue living life according to the divine law. So how do we know the law? Well, we've got to be in God's word. And that's what what we want to do here on Walk With God is we want to open the pages of God's word and say, how should we live? And I
1: love that James uses the imagery of harvest in verse 18, Um, Many of you, we've probably mentioned this before, but we grew up in a farm community and harvest time was the culmination of many months of very hard work. Everyone loves harvest. Uh, It's enjoyable. It's a a time of celebration. But harvest doesn't happen accidentally or easily. There's work that needs to be done in order to get to harvest. Harvest. And um, it's interesting to me, we were just reflecting on, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus shares these words. He's talking about the kind of people who are blessed. And he says this in verse 9 of Matthew 5. He said, "'Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God.'" And in verse 10, "'Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness.'" See, that combination of peacemaking and righteousness, "'For theirs is the kingdom of heaven.'" When we control our tongue and when we live lives of wisdom, we are acting like sons and daughters of God. Uh, We're acting like Jesus taught us to act and Jesus lived in front of us. That is the goal of wisdom. The goal of wisdom is living a life in accordance with what God told us and how he teaches us
0: he wants us to live. And I think of ahead to heart uh, even as we come to the end of this brief passage that we're finishing James chapter 3 and i ask myself do i turn to the lord and ask him to give me the wisdom i need today do i is that something i ask him Each morning, as I start the day, as I'm brushing my teeth, as I'm getting ready to head out the door, Lord, I don't know what's ahead of me today, but I need your wisdom as I walk into each situation, as I open up an email, as I answer the phone. You know, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives freely. And then another head to heart is, do I seek to be a peacemaker? with the desire to bring forth a harvest of righteousness.
1: And Brenda, even as you talk about that head to heart, we we mentioned there's places where um, the peacemaker, you say, oh yeah, I try to be a peacemaker, but we, we were just talking, one of the places that it's hard for me to be a peacemaker is when I see people doing foolish things driving, especially texting and doing other things that I consider dangerous. And really what I need to do is I need to pray for that person, not get angry at them or honk my horn. I need to pray for that person. That person could cause their harm and and hurt others. But that aspect of do I move towards anger or do I move towards peace and and being um, a person of righteousness and, and, and aligning my life with God.
0: And these are all aspects that James is calling into. You've heard Walt and I say numerous times over these past weeks This is a practical book for us to study as Christians, as believers, that we would walk with God in a better, better way today than we did yesterday. Well, I'd like to close in prayer as we end today. Father, we come before you and ask for your guidance, your direction, wisdom, and insight. Lord, we thank you for giving us your holy written word. It is for our instruction, our correction, and our training in righteousness. It's our desire that we would be doers of the word and not hearers only. Would you help each of us in this coming week to grow and mature? And we ask all of these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Friends, we want to remind you to join us in the next few weeks as we offer Israel interludes, and we look forward to our next time together. Will you continue to walk with God? Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord. Walt and I are thankful for this opportunity to participate with the Awakening in America an outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library.